0: Hello and welcome to Overwhelmingly Underwhelmed. Today we're finishing off the three episode series and talking about rebuilding trust after cheating if you choose to stay. Let's have some uncomfortable conversation in three, two, one. Hello and welcome back to Overwhelmingly Underwhelmed. I'm your host Lexi and today we're going to just a quick 10 to 15 of how to rebuild trust after cheating happens in a relationship. Um, I'm just going to do a quick one on this because I think we've covered the topic of cheating enough. This is the third episode in three part series. We've done what to do in the hours after you find out that you've been cheated on and then what to do in the days and weeks. That was part two. And now we're going to do uh, what to do when you decide to stay rebuilding the trust after cheating. Now, I know this isn't going to be everybody's cup of tea and that's absolutely fine. You don't have to listen to this one. You can move to the next one. There are also different ways now for you to intake my content. I have um, a website up and running with a blog where you can read all of the points that we're about to talk about. Again, this will only be about 10 minutes, but if that's how you prefer to take your content in or you'd like to reiterate what you've heard today, please head to LexiPartel.com. The first thing I'd like to say is that everybody's boundaries are different. Nobody can empathize completely with where you're at, how you're feeling, or what your emotions are like. So keep that in mind when you take advice in from other people, they will be projecting from their own experiences, which is absolutely fine. They want what's best for you. But it's literally impossible for somebody to step inside your body, your mind right now and feel what you're feeling towards the person that has betrayed your trust. Something that I will say, if you are listening to this and you don't have a tie to them, so you don't have a marriage, uh, kids, housing, assets, it is not worth your time and emotional capacity to stay. Because when I tell you from first-hand experience that it takes years to even build a little bit of trust back into your relationship, I am not joking. I am not overestimating something. I have lived it. It does take years. Don't stay because you're afraid of being alone. But if you've made the decision, we're not going to undermine that today. Congratulations on making a decision. It must have been a really hard decision to make given what has happened. So today we're just going to talk about how to make things a little bit easier for yourself. The second thing that I'd like to say to you right now is that the guilt that you're feeling is normal. Most people feel it afterwards. You feel guilty for staying in a relationship where you know that you could do better. You feel guilty for letting somebody like that in your life. You feel guilty for not seeing it before it happened. You feel guilty for betraying yourself, essentially. You probably also feel overwhelmed. You might be questioning yourself. You might be questioning what love is. You might be questioning what relationships are for. After all, you might be questioning your friends and whether or not you can trust them. You will question a lot of things. And that's why I'm saying to you, don't take this lightly. It's going to take years for you to get back to where you were even a little bit before this happened. You will never be the same person that you could have been in this relationship if it hadn't gone this way. Keep that in mind. Ask yourself, does this person have the patience and emotional intelligence for you to put time into this? And you need to be honest with yourself here because if you've already got a gut feeling, if you've got already got feelings that you don't think that they'll be able to help you out very much, or you think that they have a short fuse or they don't believe that this is a big deal, then you need to leave now because it's going to be much easier on you to do that than to stick around and put more of your time and emotional capacity into somebody that isn't going to do the same thing back. The other thing you need to ask yourself is when I put 50-50 into this. Am I willing to give them the freedom and the space that they will need to be able to grow as a person? Because if that answer is no, what what it means by putting 50-50 in is that you need to go back out on a limb and believe that they're going to do the right thing. Do you have the capacity to sit at home by yourself while that person is out somewhere, out with their friends, out at work, and believe that they're not doing the wrong thing? And I will say to you, uh, a few years ago, I would have answered this with a big fat yes, knowing that it was a no. So be honest with yourself here. The first thing that I will urge you to do is find a couple's therapist. This is a non-negotiable. If your partner is already telling you that they're not willing to do this, I doubt very much that they're willing to be patient enough and, and willing to work hard enough to get this relationship up and running again if they won't even do something as simple as going to see somebody some of them don't want to see anybody because they don't think they've done anything wrong. Other people will say, it's just one thing, get over it. And a lot of people will think that going to a couple therapist therapists means that you have failed or you've given up. It's the same thing with any type of therapy. You need to be crazy or you need to be so sad to go. That is all incorrect. And it's a very big stigma that we all need to change and work on changing. So these years that are to come are going to be exhausting. And I'm not telling you that it's years because that's my opinion. I'm telling you it's years because... That is what our couples counsellor said when I went through this, that it's going to take two plus years to rebuild any type of trust into the relationship. And that's not full trust. That's any type of trust. So again, we're revisiting the question, are you willing to do that? And is this person willing to work with you towards that? And also, are they worth it? You will be exhausted. You will change. You'll never be the person that you were in this relationship before what has happened. So this is a non-negotiable These people, they are trained to help the two of you communicate. They are the in-between because the likelihood of there being a gap between how the cheater sees it and how you're seeing it is very large. The situation is going to look different to both sides. The cheater might be like, it was only once. Why can't they just get over it? It meant nothing. And for you, you've just had somebody that you put everything into betray your trust. So the differences there are vast and that communicator in-between is going to be integral to get you to the midpoint where you can agree on something. They also give you communication exercises and homework that you can utilize in rebuilding trust. Again, if your partner doesn't want to go to a couples therapist and is refusing to face what they've done, think about that long term. Are they going to want to work on other parts of the relationship that will go wrong? Because relationships aren't just a straight line. There's always going to be things inside them that will need to be worked on. They are hard work. They are not supposed to be easy. Number two, find yourself someone to talk to, if that's a therapist or a counsellor, great, or it potentially could be a pretty neutral third party. You will go through a lot of emotions in this experience and it's important to have somebody there to empathise with you and teach you where to place those. You could also have minor characteristics of PTSD or trauma and a trained professional can help ensure that those don't go past where they already are. Number three, don't put expectations on the person or the situation you will be disappointed. Putting expectations on anybody or any situation is going to be disappointing. People learn at their pace and they will only learn when they want to learn. It's just like actions and choices. You have no control over that. You can't force somebody to be someone that you want them to be. So if you'd like to place expectations, place them on yourself. Give yourself goals of where you'd like to be, um, who you'd like to grow into, and those expectations might leave you ending up in a place where you believe that you deserve better or you believe that you're putting more effort in and then, then you are ready to go or perhaps it can end up in both of you coming to this amazing place in a wonderful relationship. Either way, expectations cannot be put on the situation or the person in front of you. Number four, don't hold back a trigger. Don't hold back when you're sad. Don't hold back when something they do triggers you. Tell them about it. Tell them that you feel anxious. Tell them what you're feeling. Like, is this going to happen again? Ask them the questions. They need to be putting in that work to stop that from happening as well as you. Yes, it's a 50 50 thing, as much as that sucks. And it's really important that this person that you are telling your trigger to is patient and reassuring. And they're going to have to be for years to come. Um, It's really important also to monitor these types of situations and how they react to you communicating that you're triggered or communicating that you're anxious. If they're not willing to put the work in, they will consistently dismiss what you have to say by saying things like, it was one time, you should get over it. Oh my God, that was six months ago. Why are you still talking about this? Your feelings are stupid. They don't matter. Things like that. Number five, don't compare your relationship to seemingly healthy ones around you. This one's really hard not to do and I struggled a lot with this because I felt so guilty that I had stayed. When I looked around me, I could see all of these healthy relationships and I thought I could be having what they're having, which is just, uh, it's an unrealistic expectation for any type of relationship. You're never going to have what somebody else has completely, first of all. And secondly, you have no idea what that relationship is going through on the outside. They are all fine and dandy, but there might be things that they go through that you don't know about. In the end, it's your decisions and choices that keep you where you are. So it's important to stand by those because that means that you believe in yourself and you believe in the choices and the growth that you're making for yourself. Number six, keep a journal. I struggle to remember if the relationship was actually getting any better because every time we had a fight, I would pile onto this giant pile of things that he had already done. I would just keep piling. Now, I'm not saying that you need to Um, just push aside any time that you fight. I'm saying that you need to focus on that particular situation rather than the pile of things. But I will also ask you to monitor patterns because there are times when you think, oh my God, am I just overreacting to this? Well, you're probably not. It's probably slotting perfectly into a pattern that is being shown to you, i.e. like their communication skills are really bad or maybe they're constantly looking for attention elsewhere other than the relationship. Those types of patterns are really important to keep a track of, which is why it's important to keep a journal. But the other thing it is important to keep a journal for is because when you have really bad days, you can look back and see if you've actually had good days in the relationship. And if those days are starting to dwindle, then it might be time to exit, not because of the actual cheating that's happened, but maybe because there is a lack of effort from one party. So it's really important to write this stuff down so you can see if the good days are starting to overtake the bad days, then you're getting somewhere. And that's hard to monitor when you're in such an emotionally bad space and you have no capacity to think about anything more than actually making it through the days. Hold them accountable. So this is number seven. Number seven, hold them accountable and stick to your word. If you set a boundary, for example, when you do that, it makes me feel, "Mm." and if it happens again, I can't stay and they cross that boundary, don't betray yourself by staying. You've given them a second chance already. By giving them a third or a fourth chance, you're going to teach them that their actions don't have consequences and that you'll stick around no matter what, which is a dangerous and slippery path to be on. Number eight, give yourself a break. You're human. This is a really hard thing to do for yourself. If a friend chose to do what you were doing, how would you support them? Support yourself in the same way. Don't berate your decisions and don't dwell on past mistakes. While it does seem unfair, the last thing I will say about the 50-50 split is that you need to be willing to put in as much effort into rebuilding the trust as they are. And when you do put that 50-50, when you give back to the relationship that much, you need to receive that much back too. Every single day you wake up and make a choice and it's the only thing that you can control in this relationship. You wake up and you say to yourself, what kind of partner do I want to be to this person today? Make sure that you follow your value set when you think about this because that's a really important point. Um, Stick to your values and that way you are doing what you need to do to grow and be a better person and then it's on them if they're not doing it. And it's going to become very prevalent if they're not doing it. It'll be very obvious for you if you realize that they aren't putting the same amount of effort in and then you can make another decision because every single day you make a choice to stay in that relationship and so do they. And at any point, either of you can opt out. Anyway, I think that's all I have to say today. This was a really quick one. Thanks for tuning in. Again, if you'd like to read these points or just refresh your memory, lexipartel.com and click on the blog button. I hope you do something that makes you feel very uncomfortable today and aids your growth. I will see you next time. You are listening to Overwhelmingly Underwhelmed with Lexi Partel.